0: Is live from the Table, recorded at the World Famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Rod Dog. And on the Laugh Button Podcast Network, Dan Natterman here, Noam Dorman, Hello, the Daniel. owner of the World Famous Comedy Club, is in studio today. It's a special occasion because he's been doing this via uh, not Skype, but via Zoom. I was here last week, Dan, on anyway, false true. pretenses. <laughs> that's true, he was here last week. Uh, Periel Ashenbrand is with us. Is your mic working, Periel? I don't think so. No, Periel mic's, Periel's mic's not working. Whilst okay. Periel is getting her mic set, I will uh, give her a brief introduction. She is our producer, but not only that, she is an on-air personality, um, and I would mention, if I haven't yet, that she didn't start out that way, it just sort of evolved in that direction, sure. and we're happy to have her. As an on-air personality, welcome Perry L. Ashenbrand.
1: Thank you. Wow,
0: that was a—that's an amazing, timely fix, uh, uh, Nicole. That was very. No, I would remind her that she is not authorized to change topics. She is authorized to comment on the topic that is currently being discussed. Um, Noam, I believe. When are you going to the Bahamas? You're going on your annual or biannual or biennial family vacation.
2: You know, the word biannual doesn't really make – those words always confuse me because you think biannual would mean twice a year, right? Well, they're confusing, but the, – yeah. so I don't know which it is, but yeah. I guess you go twice a, a year. A fortnight. Be, I'll be in the Bahamas. I'll oh. be at the beautiful – No. No? No.
1: I have to edit that out now. Why? I mean, do we need everybody knowing what hotel he's staying at and where and what dates?
2: That's his decision. I mean, you flatter me.
0: I
1: mean, mean, really?
0: Well, every comic tells people where they're going to be. Well... You know, so, He's not uh,
1: performing. It's like a personal trip. With what his am
0: I, the Hughes baby or something?
1: Like, like what? No. All right. Just keep. Well,
0: going. anyway, the point is, I'll be in Aruba also. I'll be in Aruba from like the thirteenth. What are you crazy? <laughs> don't tell anybody where you're going to be. So, so, um, <laughs> I don't know if we're going to have shows those weeks or do best ofs. We or, have shows those weeks. Well, but we're going to both be Sky Big in. It could be problematic.
1: Oh, I'm going to kill you.
0: I'll, I'll zoom in. It's just when we have multiple zooms, especially when it's out of the country, the sound could be when an issue, but away? we'll see what we can I'm do. The seventh, I'm not, I can't tell you that.
1: All right. After. <laughs> oh. Go ahead.
0: Uh in any case, um, yes. So we have no uh Coleman uses will be joining us soon. He'll be here in a few minutes. Does he know
2: he's in person this week?
1: I don't know. Okay, go ahead. We'll find, we'll find out.
2: Oh, hilarious if he doesn't come again. Go no, ahead. I
1: spoke to him this morning. Okay,
2: go ahead. Um
0: <laughs> in any case, um, Hmm. Coleman's not here yet, so what do we discuss? What are our talking points? Uh?
1: our talking points are Coleman's new music video. We
0: can't talk about that without Coleman.
1: Whoopi Goldberg. We should oh, wait
0: for Coleman for that too. Yeah. Well, we, everything, think,
1: everything is we can Coleman talk based. about it twice, can't we? We can talk about it before Coleman and then we can talk about it. There's something else, else
2: that was big though. What is it was it? You said it out serious. It's a third thing. I I know that the bubble over the head oh, the, of everyone the,
0: listening the, is the, like, can't these guys The the um the Supreme Court? Oh, it's Supreme Court. Now, I tweeted— I wish I'd I for, Coleman for that, though. <laughs> well, I tweeted—now, we all know that—as I'll, 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 long as go we ahead, have time, ahead. I'll talk about my tweet, which you liked, and I don't know if it was a— What was it, what was your tweet well, again? Well, you liked it, but it was—I um, said that, you know, uh, well, Biden wants to appoint a black one. I said that Biden appointed Star Jones, and his advisor said, you moron. We said we want a diverse court, not divorce, divorce court. <laughs> not divorce—yeah, that was funny, Dan. I thought it was funny. It didn't get much <laughs> traffic on or traction on either Instagram or Twitter— uh, but um, but there's an inner uh, an inner satisfaction of knowing that Noam at least liked the joke.
2: It's 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 that's like a well. I mean, it's cornball. It's a well-crafted All in the Family joke. Jeez, eat it! it yeah. It's it's not it's it. What's the joke? Uh, what's the joke again?
0: Divorce court? Not oh yeah. Jeez, eat it it. It's divorce court. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Did you really forget that in that short time? Yeah, I
0: did. <laughs> yeah. You know, Noam has an issue with his memory. Please do not rub <laughs> salt into that wound, please. <laughs> No, are you still concerned about your
2: memory? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you referring to? No, I mean, of course I'm concerned about my memory. I'm not concerned about that. I'm just concerned about um, uh, not remembering things. But it's been for a long, long, long time. Like it's been since uh, I was younger, so young that it, it couldn't be anything other than. Uh, just my nature and having a million things to think about all the time. Well, look, there's there, on more than one occasion, I've had to look at the schedule uh,
0: to find, to, to remember who the hell I was talking to downstairs. You know, there's so many comics here. Yeah. And more and more all the time, by the way. And we, we, that actually, we can discuss that. Yeah. But, but I forget <clears throat> many of them. And, uh, and I look at the schedule and, and then I see their name and
2: then it, it springs to mind. So when I, but, when I was, go ahead. Okay, so you're about no. When I was younger, like in college, um, my my roommates uh, Don Don Fabricant, outside Steve's brother. That's how outside Steve works here. He would quote movie lines, movie lines, movie lines, movie lines, movie lines for Caddyshack, Animal House, you know, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and I could never remember those lines. I could remember the gist of them. But I was never able to remember. But you probably remember every line from every song,
0: you know. I mean, maybe he's just important to him to remember that, but that's his thing, so he remembers that. Whereas you, some people have that. My my friend, uh, but it may not be an interest of yours. In other words, like
2: music, you do remember.
1: Yeah, you remember so many songs.
2: Yeah, I I remember. I remember music. Yeah, I don't remember lyrics so well anymore. I just remember them more easily. But I, I mean, I'm I'm all right. I'm healthy. You're far from all right. I remember things. Was I? I'm mean, really because I couldn't remember uh, diverse and divorce. I, no, I, no, I, your no, no, memory's no, not Last the issue. week, last week, you were you were we were talking about something, and you would <laughs> talk about something, whatever it was. Yeah. Anyway, so so go on. So the Supreme Court. So, so
0: so no, I'm saying just to lead into all these new comics here at the cellar, and there's a, there's a, quite a few plethora. There was a plethora. Do you feel that the quality is being maintained? I know you had said you had you had alluded to the possibility that maybe there's too many new people playing here.
2: Um, I don't know the answer to that. It worries me. I don't know the answer to that.
0: Well, how are you, how do you monitor or do you monitor new people? Just, you ask the
2: wait staff, hey, how's the guy? I I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, you know, we send out emails to all the customers. Uh, I asked Liz and the people that, whose judgment I trust. And, um... Sometimes I go down and I watch, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's it, it worries me, but on the other hand, uh, it's a good thing because we have to have new comics. Pe- people complain they see the same comics all the time, you know.
0: Well, I do think, I mean, the comedy seller, I do think more so than the other clubs. Um,
2: hey, here's Steve. Steve, you want to sit down and join us just for a couple of minutes? No, uh, you can't. So that's know. Steve. He remembers every line from every movie. Um, He remembers also, he can remember every Dave Attell line.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, you know, it may just be that it's important to him to remember those things because it's something that he's interested in, whereas you're less interested, perhaps.
2: No, no, no. It's floating that hypothesis. It's the thing. So when I was younger, I would be able to remember the comedians' routines. But I, I say there's so many more comedians now, and I still call them routines, although the comedians call them jokes now, which I never, they're not jokes to me. Like from time to time, they're jokes, but I think routines was a better word. Well, I I don't the word joke to me
0: minimizes it. I mean, when comedians say, "Hey, I tell jokes for a living,"
2: you know, um,
0: I mean they are jokes. But the act the the act in its glo- globality is that even a word or totality. I don't I don't refer to it as telling jokes, uh, although arguably that's what it is. I, I like to think of it as more of a performance. It's more global than just joke telling. It's sort of a it's a Theater piece, almost.
2: Yeah, and a joke like with Steve Martin telling jokes. I mean, jokes used to have the meaning of like a, a man walks into a bar, you tell a little story, and there's a punchline, that was a joke. Um, and then comedians told routines, which were like, which were well, some comedians do tell jokes. Some do, right? And I, and young men told, jokes. I
0: tend to tell as much as anybody. I, I tell jokes, you know.
2: Yeah. Um, but every, but they call they call any comedy performance now. Jokes. These are the jokes. And I, and I, don't, yeah, I wouldn't qualify
0: CK or Chris Rock as telling jokes. Right.
2: But they will call them, Chris Rock will refer to his stuff as jokes now. It's just, well, it's I just, think you might call it a bit or a good. chunk. Like, bits are good. Bit or a chunk or, a, yeah. it's, I, it's just a parlance of the day
1: or a set.
0: Well, set, yeah, the set is, is the whole a set is, you know, your, your time on stage on a given night. It's composed of, in my case, I guess jokes would probably be the best word yeah, to describe yeah. it. In the case of uh, Chris Rock, I'm, I'm, or, or Louis, I, I don't know that I would describe those as jokes, but uh, David tells more joke. Yeah, style, you know, style. So, um, but, but I just find the word joke to me when I hear comedians saying, "Hey, I tell jokes," I, I just to me that kind of minimizes it. In my, but that just could be my own
2: <laughs> perception. What do you? I don't. Know. I, for some, I just think something ridiculous like a prostitute saying, "Yeah, yeah, they, I, I get blowjobs." It kind of minimizes, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I, I, I get blowjobs. Oh, that's, that's that's good
1: though because it is. It's like a whole experience. It's so much more than that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is more than that though. It's so true. That's such a good example. Well,
2: uh, depending, <laughs> Take it on, easy Perry. Depending, I'm
0: depending on the prostitute, some give what's known as a girlfriend experience.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And that uh, that that goes beyond just a blowjob.
1: But, you, you know, they have to pretend that they like you and that they're not repulsed by you. And
0: Hey, Coleman. Coleman Hughes is joining us. Thank you, Coleman, for stopping by. Coleman Hughes is a, uh, whilst you're settling in, I'll give you the introduction you, you deserve. Coleman Hughes is a friend of the Comedy seller. He's a, I guess, public intellectual, for want of a better word. That's He's a pod. he is. He's a podcaster. He has a, a conversation with Coleman where he discusses philosophy and issues of the day. And uh, he's also a musician. He plays trombone here on Monday nights, although they haven't done it in a while because of COVID. And he has a uh, new video out that he's uh, going to talk about with us. Good to be here. Thank you, Coleman News. How you doing, Dan? And, and Noam is busy with... It. I'm sorry, I'm so looking forward.
2: Hi, Coleman. Hey. <laughs> so uh, let's
3: talk and about... We it. have just
0: a
2: shit ton of things to talk about with Coleman. But well, we got to do the video first. So we'll do the video first. So this is... First of all, I have a beef with him. I, I already, I already uh, told him this. But Coleman and I like we're friends. Mm-hmm. I think I think we're friends. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I don't know if he comes here for, for, for friendship
0: or for free cheeseburgers, but I know he's here all
2: the Both. time. Both, but but um but we have a relationship outside here. He's been to my house. There's many also cheeseburgers times. at the house, I should. Remember. He comes, he, we spent some holidays together, like we're friends, like actually friends, you know. And he went off to Ukraine, didn't barely told anybody, and then just drops this mega. Produced video of a song he recorded and and produced himself, and this is no ordinary video. But I guess we could show it. Will we be able to see it, Nicole? Yeah. And he never even mentioned to me <laughs> that he was doing this. Like you told me, you were writing a book. I remember that very clearly. I'm sure Perriella told me stuff she was doing. I, I don't remember, but um, like, but anyway. So so Coleman. Well, before we show the video. Um, do you want, you want to set it up? <laughs> <laughs> like I have to defend
4: myself. No,
2: you don't have to. Yeah. yeah th- I want, no, no, no. No, this is his personality. I'll tell you. He's, he's a little bit, uh, to himself in these things, I guess.
4: Yeah. And you know, it's like, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. Yeah. So I didn't want to be talking about it all the time. And then it turns out bad. And then I'm the kind of like self-absorbed asshole that's talking about like this thing I'm doing, that's going to come out in like a year. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to describe. I get Seriously. it. No, I, no, I, I do get it, but it was, wasn't was still... anything personal. No, no, it wasn't. It was not like <clears throat> an indication of a lack of closeness. Like, no, that I, was not.
2: I, 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 do, I don't think it's personal because I, I do understand the quirks of the people that I have kind of close relationships with, mm-hmm. like, like, like Harry, for instance. Like you know, Harry, like, the, Coleman's quirks are minuscule. <laughs> Harry's got all these quirks that, that I, and, and I, and I. <laughs> Love him for those quirks, you know. And Coleman doesn't really have many quirks, but I know he's a little bit. It's not the first time. There was something else. He well, he, he left a job one time. He was he was writing for a city journal, I think. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, I don't I don't I don't work there anymore. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't work there anymore? Like you didn't even tell me. Anyway, so that's but that's that's not that's the way he is. Well, but anyway, I, I, but I get, I feel bad. No, my, I didn't tell you I have a kid. <laughs> but but I actually had a friend like that too. But the thing is this: this is such a monumental piece of. Uh, work that he dropped on us, it's just amazing to me that I had no inkling of it whatsoever. <laughs> and,
4: well, I'm going to let him set it up. Go ahead. So, I wrote this song in 2019 right after I testified before Congress against reparations. I was feeling the heat from people in that room. I was feeling the heat from people on online and some people in my life didn't want to hear anything I had to say. I I felt like a heretic, and I wrote this song. And later, probably maybe over a year later, linked up with this guy, Ian Pons Jewel, who's a major commercial director. He does Nike and Apple, and he loved the song and took it on as a passion project, basically. And he has a team in in Ukraine that he usually shoots with. So flew out there. Did the, The video is largely his concept. And the song is me, and we just we became friends, and we did this. Now, Nicole, we're gonna play it, and this will be fed directly
2: into the the video. Yeah. So, so, that, so, we're not you're not shooting the TV screen, right?
1: Uh, no. It's okay. So
2: go ahead. So I'm turn the lights out. Okay. Well, let's well let's let's hear. I'm, I've I've heard it like 20 times. Roll time. tape. <laughs> let's go.
3: Mr. Coleman Hughes is a columnist for Quillette. He's had pieces published in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the National Review, the City Journal, and the Spectator. He's studying philosophy at Columbia University, and we appreciate your attendance, and you're recognized for five minutes, sir back with the pen took a sabbatical at it again look at my attitude after they call me a time and ray called me a coon it's a 10. bitches a 10. don't tell me who to offend losing a few of my friends yeah i've been booted from public events and it was all it was something i said because it was blasphemy <laughs> never was lacking <like> audacity going <coughs> to a flaw in a fallacy bred right on a different mentality committing that blasphemy <laughs> all the bullshit is passing me trust that you ain't seen the last of me pray i don't end up like calvary over some blasphemy make it official charge me with thinking and put me in prison serving a sentence for sentences written should have known better than having opinions got about 100k in my millions i could lose half and still fill up a building what if you extra despair like Michelin. let me stop there because i know what you're thinking you just saying shit for white people, nigga. You ain't hanging with the right people. Bro, I bet they keep you on a tight leash before they bring you out so you can fight people. Let me school you like boy Q with the bucket hat. Drop your fucking Uncle Ruckusack. Stop forgetting that you fucking black, cause the pigs won't when your hands up and the pistols at your fucking back.
4: Oh.
2: People on the radio, Coleman just been shot in the head. it's <laughs> <laughs> gory. Oh, Coleman, no. He's dead.
3: Our hands up for these white coppers, yo, hands out for these coke dollars. And that ain't the half of it. This shit don't stay in the past, does it? We built the nation from scratch, honey. And we still ain't seen the cash from it. So get out the way, ain't tryna hear what they pay you to say Ain't nothing changed, 10 to 1 wealth ratio yesterday, it's the same as today So, go ahead, make a name for yourself, do what you gotta do for the fame and the wealth I say it backwards, you are out in the self is, you ain't nothing but a cracker and stealth Slavery, slavery, slavery You dwell on the past, but letting it go, that requires more bravery And last time I checked, they all in the grave or they in Mauritania on the check for my lowest fee, Uncle Sam couldn't pay for me uh. I feel with my heart, but think with my head Mix up the parts and we all end up dead Race is a fake idea, put it to bed Ain't no debate, I said what I said and my name is my name Cold man, I got love for the world and my soul man I am black, I am white, I am all man We all stuck in between like toe jam I'm an American, I'm the American I really don't give a fuck about the color of keratin Or who you ferritin? I had a Greek as my therapist I made this beef from a theremin That ain't the shit I inherited From the culture that me and my parents live And it's still gas like sarin is, So I'm a little bit evuncular I'm apologetically from the verbs But like Apostle Paul I bring the word I'm in the business of brute facts, you see I'm in the business of new blasphemies I've taken bullets for two magazines And backhanded shots at me like that, you see? Chill, 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 chill. He was presumptive, but he still has a right to speak. <laughs> I need your permission. All of you tripping, All of you blinded by colorful vision. All of the stories you tell are too simple. Y'all heard a foot, y'all ain't heard a temper. I don't fear getting shot by a cop. I feel my mind getting brainwashed by a mob. I feel right getting made from a couple wrongs. I feel what I call truth. Y'all gonna call blasphemy. Never was lacking like audacity. Point to a flaw in a fallacy. Right on a different mentality. Committing that blasphemy. All the is passing me Trust that you ain't the last in me pray I don't end up like cavalry. over some blasphemy
2: Woo! fantastic yay mm. serving a sentence for sentences written yeah good line <laughs> very good line
4: Thank <laughs> um, you. so I have a
2: few questions about you have a question for us I, I just don't questions. know who's in Mauritania
0: it was a line about they're all dead or in Mauritania. You're referring that's to like, slavery. Modern day
4: slaves in Mauritania. Oh. One of the, you didn't know that then? I, I didn't know. One of the know few that. countries I, where there's a, actually still a big slavery problem. I did not know that. Okay.
2: That, that's funny. That was your question. My question is, where did you find that black guy in Ukraine?
4: <laughs> I think uh, there are only a couple black people in Ukraine and I think they're all in my video. <laughs> so so now that now that I know that those are all
2: Ukrainians. Mm-hmm. It takes on an extra level because I I'm just imagining these people who don't don't yeah. understand what you're saying, even whatever it is. Most of them, a
4: uh, good amount of them spoke English. Well, they but did. S- yeah,
2: there's maybe a difference. Half.
0: speaking English and being able to understand rap—that's true—may not be the same thing. Plus, the fact that I didn't even—I had to—I had to read to get some of the words. <laughs> Rap—it's it's very quick, and sometimes you don't get every word. So I, okay. when I read the
2: lyrics, so, mm-hmm. just so I to have get everything. Mm-hmm. I have some I've political and personal questions, but I do have a question about music. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> when rap first started in like 1979 when rappers Delight came out, whatever 78, whenever that was, 79, um the timing of rap was very precise, like the way you would play uh percussion instrument, you know, Dump, hip, hop, the hippie to the hippie to hip, hip, hop. Mm-hmm. And, and now, <laughs> thank you very much. And now, um there's a there's a playing with the rhythm of rap where, mm-hmm. it, that is really sophisticated, and it took me a while to get used to it.
4: It's ahead it's of the beat now, a lot. It's a what? Like, a lot of the trap. Oh, it's ahead of the beat? It's ahead of the beat. So, Like, in the past five years, that's the new trend. Like, that's considered in the pocket is, like, a little bit in front. It's ahead of the beat, and it mm-hmm. almost sounds free to
2: the beat sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I... Almost like the people doing it are so deep that no matter how it comes out... Their internal, their internal clock is still perfect, mm-hmm. which is very, very complex in a way. And then, it's interesting that the
4: listeners get it. Right. I will say, like the big adjustment for me was before, like 2014. What was considered in the pocket rapping to me growing up, like with Kanye, and and then like early Kendrick Lamar, early Drake. Um, you know, Jay-Z. Like Jay-Z is pretty behind the beat. Like he's he's like uh you know, like a lot of great jazz musicians, you play a little behind the beat, Sonny Rollins or Freddie Hubbard, but it's consistent with itself, but it's like laid back and that's in the pocket. And that's usually how I felt rap should be. But the past five years or so with a lot of the trap rappers, a lot of the mumble rappers, being ahead of the beat is is the new in the pocket, and it, at first for a long time it just felt really rushed and wrong to me. But there's a way of doing it that it makes sense to my ear now, and that's not really what I'm doing. I'm kind of, I, it's, I'm not quite doing that in this video, but that's been a huge trend.
2: Yeah, it's it's so I don't know if you, if you guys pick up on it. It's uh, not, I, it's not I, like, you,
0: you lost me. I, when we get to uh,
2: music uh, music nerdy, I, I kind of
1: anyway anyway, it's,
2: so. it's just. It's not just like it used to be you could you could imagine a rap as a as a like a percussion solo mm-hmm. like a like a drum beat almost mm-hmm. and now it's there's a freeness to it which like I said it took me a while to get used to it and now I really like it mm-hmm. and I and also I admire it because I don't I don't think I could do that maybe if you grew up and you could do it do they ever just pull the track back and or backwards or forwards in, in pro tools to get the same effect
4: um you know I don't know I don't know I I try to record it with as little latency as possible, so it's natural. they will do that with guitar solos. Like I've been yeah. there with a guitar
2: player said, just pull it back like a a, a a percentage of a second, right? And it does change the feel, right? Anyway, so that's that's the musical thing. Now the now the the political thing is that what what was interesting to me about this again being homeless friend is that there's way more resentment you had. In your gut about everything that went on that I mm-hmm. that I picked up on. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, th- th- there's two kind of characters in the in the rap. There's
0: you being you, and then there's you being the guy berating you. Mm-hmm. But that's still you. I mean, I it's still it's your voice. I'm
4: saying. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm saying that's impressive yeah, yeah. because oh, it yeah. sounded
0: like a different voice to me. Right? Th- did it not?
2: Uh, uh, no, no, I. What, what do you mean? I mean, it,
0: it sounded like another character in the rap. There was there was there was Coleman's, as Coleman, and there was Coleman as the guy berating Coleman.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's
0: the. I'm just saying, it sounded like a different. Like if you had told me you hired somebody else to be that really, guy, it sounded that different. I would have said, I, I wouldn't have questioned it. You know, All right. I I yeah. but I know that you it is. It
4: definitely is a different like register of my voice slightly, but I, it's I can't tell because I'm me. <laughs> you know, I'm not so, outside so, myself.
2: So so anyway, so you so it seems to me, and I didn't realize this that you're carrying deep resentments. For um, for the for the way uh, you're being depicted and mm-hmm. and uh, dismissed and all that stuff, is that I mean can yeah, we just totally briefly
0: yeah. just br- very very briefly <laughs> go over the fact
2: that Coleman testified before Congress against reparations
4: mm-hmm.
2: not against reparations a- against well let him say what you
4: uh, Well yeah, I guess my my the full version of my position was that I would be for reparations for someone like my grandfather that grew up in Jim Crow. And against it for someone like myself, born in '96, which would describe, you know, most Black people in America today would fall into my category, born long after segregation and. Um,
2: but but the resentment is is well beyond that. The resentment is for and this is um, for for a guy who, of course, you correct me, who feels that he's just trying to look at the world and tell the truth about things, and is being. Called essentially a sellout in some way, or or a, 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 a stooge for the Koch brothers getting their money, or the other the other things that he goes through in that litany, and the way they they try to write him off by sliming him with something other than a sincerity of his thought about things and a and a brave honesty to not be afraid to say. He also mentioned in the rap he
0: mentioned Floyd and Tempa, right? So mm-hmm. Floyd was the we all know who Floyd was, and Timpa was a white guy that died under circumstances not terribly dissimilar Correct. to
4: Floyd. Yeah. So he mentions Very that. Very similar. So so what about that? So yeah, I mean the I think, you know, being called an Uncle Tom, being called a coon, this this stuff hurts. Um you know, obviously, it doesn't hurt enough for me to have actually shut up. You know, and and I do believe, ultimately, in, in if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. And, um, you know, it. I think. It would hurt me much more not to speak my mind and to to actually censor myself and not think for myself and just think what you're supposed to as a, sort of correct thinking black person, to uh, that would involve a lot of pain too. So. You know I do uh, view speaking out as um, the definitely the better of two options like ultimately I I think it's what's really sad to me is that those kind of epithets and those kind of you're not invited to the barbecue you're not a real black person you are um, you know you're you're just uh, you know sort of like a, a, a white mind in a black body or whatever. Um, I think that kind of stuff really works on a lot of people. It really does silence a lot of people because uh, it's hurtful and it's effective. And it's it's obviously not just a black issue. I mean, I've... And makes you doubt yourself, probably. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes me doubt. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a certain level of social ostracism that uh, it's, it's painful to the point where... And Well, I guess you start to feel like, what are the odds that all these people telling me I'm wrong are also wrong? But then, then I look back at the issue from scratch, and I'm— Well, what about the people that come see, up to
0: you, and I assume they're out there, that say, hey, thank God you're saying what I was thinking because I feel the pressure that you were just talking yeah, about, there, and I don't want to say too. it, so there's a lot of people doing and get that. get those
4: messages all the time from—and, and, you know, not just from white people. <laughs> do, you, do you get
0: <clears throat> harassed and or praised in the street?
1: No, um, or just between the sheets. <laughs> nice.
4: <laughs> um, well. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, after the Congress hearing, I think I was they were briefly running it on Fox News or or one of the other cable networks. and for a day or two, maybe a week, a couple people recognized me on the street. But since then I', I rarely get recognized on the street. I think partly because the mask, but also even without the mask, it'd be maybe once a month at most.
2: Also, you suffer because uh, there's people like – who I regard as somewhat hackish, even though um, they can be bright and I could agree with them, like a Candace Owens, for instance, Mm -hmm. who people will lump you in with these people who are – they're not intellectual, not not in the sense that you are. And she's coming out against vaccines and all kinds of craziness, you know. Mm -hmm. But that's the small subset of like uh, black conservatives, even though I don't even think conservatives – is the right word and it's not a word that you would choose for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that tarnishes you also right? to be associated with these people. Fun fact uh, Candace Owens went to my high school, albeit uh, wow, is that right? I'll be
0: at about a decade later or two. From, two like, Delaware or something? Well I don't know, but she went to high school in Stanford Connect Stanford so High where I, I went to high
2: school. Right. I mean there's you, there's there's like who who are the people that Think along the same, li- you Glenn Lowry,
4: Glenn Lowry, John McWhorter, but even McWhorter is a little bit yeah. to the left of you on some things, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Although he seems to be um, moving. What top, about right? comics at, at Comics
0: here at the Comedy Cellar? Do you have feel that you have common cause with any of the comics that work here? Or you haven't really discussed um,
4: with any. Of them? Um, Seaton has uh, said said very nice things to me and 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 about me and. Um, we were on uh, marina's podcast together and we were making a lot of the same points uh, i don't i'm sure we would disagree on on yeah. a whole host of stuff but he seemed very sympathetic to my perspective Anyway, so let's go go let's go. Anyway, can, yes, wanna say something. yeah
1: i want to say something mm-hmm. um i don't want to say that you guys are missing the forest for the trees here but this video is so incredible and so poignant and like aesthetically so well done. Not that I would expect anything less, but <laughs> as somebody who knows you personally, it really was um, at once difficult to watch mm-hmm. Like I just wanted to come in and grab you. And Juanita, um, Noam's wife, said the same thing. We're like, oh my god, it was so hard. Well, she, I,
2: I, I videotaped her watching it for the first time. I sent it to Coleman. And the, the scene
4: where Coleman gets shot in the head. Yeah. She can't. She can't watch. Yeah, yeah. I
1: herself. mean, it's.
4: Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to know what my sisters were thinking when they saw that. Or, um, what about your dad? Or my dad?
1: Yeah. And the other part is sort of like. You know, recognize you in this, you know, as quote unquote public intellectual or however, you know, you want to phrase it. And I was thinking it must be so amazing to be able to, like, you know, sort of reconcile all of those feelings Mm -hmm. into this piece of art. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think that's so unusual that you have somebody who does both of those things in that way. Right. Right.
4: Yeah, and I, I, well, I've always been that. I know. You know. Privately, I've always been as into music as I am into writing and public intellectual stuff. So it's really nice to be able to integrate that into my public yeah. image, too. Yeah,
1: that's you know, what. I
4: feel more integrated, which it's is It's
1: amazing. Good.
4: I think it gives you some, hopefully, it, it also,
2: people people less inclined to jump to a uh, conclusion about you, I think, Hope maybe not. You know, people are sometimes just unfair, but Mm -hmm. I would like to think.
1: Oh yeah, I think for sure. I mean, it's it's kind of like fuck you. Like I don't need, you know, all of these like opinions. Like I'm I'm figuring this out myself. Like I understand that there's like another side to this. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just well they'll try to.
2: I feel funny saying this stuff out loud, but they'll try to depict him, and other. Black people who don't who don't have hundred percent thinking lockstep with the approved opinions of the day, as somehow being self hating or mm-hmm. rejecting their people, mm-hmm. and sometimes these guys give them a lot of ammunition. Like mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas has mm-hmm. a white wife and this and, and, and seems to have very quote unquote white interests and and does seem to have moved on. Now that may be superficial, maybe that's not true, but that is that's the way it's presented. Mm-hmm. But to see a guy who's Steeped in, you know, off, really in in his culture, loves his culture, loves, obviously loves the art forms of his people. It, it's, it's, it's a, it says something. It's a statement. Um, I can imagine like somebody being called a, a self hating Jew, but then you see that they're surrounding themselves in Jewish things. And you say, oh, well, maybe, you know, it's not as simple as that. I don't know.
4: Yeah. No, I think that is, um, I think that's definitely true. I think people are, this is true for everyone in life, but they're gonna judge you um, in part based on uh, the sort of their perception of what people like you are like. So if I'm up there talking about why I don't support reparations for all black people, they're gonna think, well, who do I know that has that kind of position? Well, black conservatives. What do I know about black or black Republicans, right? What do I know about black Republicans? Um, you know the key, and, the key and Peele sketch where they're, they're, it's like a room of black Republicans and they're like somebody's white wife is here and they got they all like raise their hand and it's like <laughs> that's the that's the stereotype and like <laughs> like all stereotypes it doesn't come from nowhere yeah and it, it is all it also you're mis- saying the Jews misfires. really do have an issue with money <laughs> <laughs> does he have to Maybe spell it out then <laughs> 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 but but then it also it you know like every stereotype it misfires so often yeah that if you if you allow yourself to think in terms of it you're just going to get so much wrong in life. Yeah.
2: Anyway, so anyway, congratulations on that on that um accomplishment. It's a huge accomplishment. So good. Thanks.
1: It's just so so good.
2: All right, let's move on to some of the issues of the day. It's like <laughs> God God came down and gave us a couple of really hot issues that Coleman would be... Uh, well, he tweeted about both of them. Yeah, Which ones? I was about to say, Coleman would be <laughs> like one of the top three people in the in the country to speak to about. Which one do you want to take first, Dan?
0: I guess just in order of chronology chronological order there, uh, the, the, uh, the Supreme Court, you tweeted that... Mm-hmm. Now, Biden had said that he wanted to uh, nominate a black woman, and you tweeted that that didn't really bother you.
4: Mm-hmm. So I think I should have been more careful in what I said. What I think I really meant to say is what bothered me about it was the... Public announcement of it. If he had privately done the same thing in his mind or to his people, said we're nominating a black woman to the Supreme Court. Um, I don't think it would have bothered me because I assume the process to select a justice is not meritocratic to begin with. Like once you've obviously it's meritocracy to some extent to get to the point of being considered, but once you've got the pool you're choosing from, I I've always assumed they're choosing based on who is friends with who, who. You know, what friend of the justice knows the president and can ask for a favor? Who does Biden owe a favor? What do the optics look like? There are all these kinds of non-meritocratic considerations. Well, I think
0: another question is, is, what is what is merit when it comes to the Supreme Court? Um, what is it to be the best person for that particular job? That's a very good
4: question. Because... I, and I, yeah. I don't think it's all intelligence. Right? It's like, it's not... I think... Um, what, what I would like to see in a Supreme Court justice is some a kind of te- temperament and integrity to have some kind of consistent outlook and not be pressured by the trends of society.
2: All right, so, so let's just go through a few of the, the issues on both sides. I think um, <clears throat> one thing I, I agree with, I think probably all agree with, is that it's very healthy for the country to have a Supreme Court that looks like America. I mean, the, the extreme of having like nine white men in a country that is like America is today, even if those nine white men were demonstrably the nine most qualified people for the Supreme Court in the country, that would not be the best Supreme Court for the United States, right? So we all, and I think that's, so I think we start from. Well, well but, it, but. It,
0: yeah, I mean, if you could really demonstrate that they were the best, but as I just said, I'm not sure
2: that there's such a thing as right. But best. I'm saying even mm-hmm. even if we were to say, say for the sake of argument, no, actually you could demonstrate those are the best. Even mm-hmm. then, we'd say no. We, we still it's still not right for America to have as diverse as America is in 2022 to have that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we and and we all I believe are sentimentally moved by the breaking of these glass ceilings I was very very moved when Obama became president even though I I wasn't particularly in agreement with most of what he stood for you know has as policies he was planning to implement it was very moving so we start from that and and the danger is I think that you're so moved by the outcome that you're ready to rubber stamp no matter how mm-hmm. you get there mm-hmm. I don't know if you, like no I think that's right yeah and so, so my first inclination was, no, no, this is, this is, this is okay. It's certainly a, a legitimate political concern, the race of the justice, and blah blah blah. But then I began to really second guess myself because, um, as I think I wrote to you, first of all, the lack of finesse in the way he did it, it matters. Like my first instinct was because it's always. Kind of my knee-jerk thing is like, well, if it's true, then why shouldn't he be able to just say it? Like, if they're really going to mm-hmm. be doing that, and we know they're going to do it, then how can then he should be able to just say that's what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. But no, that's not really the way the world works. It's much better to not say that and to to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a vulgarity and a lack of finesse that's damaging. It's damaging to the the woman who's appointed. It's kind of like now this. I don't want to be guilty of what. Uh, Ilya Shapiro did so. So it's an analogy, but for all the reasons, the analogy is off base. Just I understand it, but like when you when you, when you let your kid win uh, to help him feel good about himself, you wouldn't tell him, "I'm letting you win." Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. You wouldn't tell him. You would say you would say you you won because to say it out loud and he might even know you let him win, right? <laughs> but you you just don't say it out loud. So you just
4: don't say, "No, no, we don't want anyone else qualified. It's going to be a female justice." Right. And it seems like this is a problem for Biden in general because yeah. this is he did the same thing about Ukraine. If he had privately had a policy that if they invade a little bit, well, we won't do much. If they invade a lot. If he had privately had that policy, yeah. I mean that would have been, I think, of a piece with the kind of policy you'd expect, right? But to say it out loud, he seems to. I don't know what he lacks. This kind of judgment to know what you should and shouldn't say, but it seems like it's a it's a recurring problem for him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And then there's, there's another thing. So yeah, it's true. How do you? First of all, I'm a big believer that um, the world is moved forward by the top. 10th, top 100th percent of people who are good at something. Like, you could have a, you could have a room full of people with 145 IQ, but it's the people with 160 IQ that really move the world forward with inventions and insights, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's really important to have the very, very best Supreme Court justices, the, the best minds, and I know you can't be sure you're getting them. But I don't think that's the same thing as saying, well, we can't be sure we're getting them, so what's the point of even trying? I think mm-hmm. there's something wrong. So for instance, this woman, um, Judge, I forget her first name. Last name is Jackson. Where Do you know her? K- Ketanji. Ketanji Jackson. I think. So, I, so I spent like an evening looking at all the qualifications of various Supreme Court justices. I sent some mm-hmm. of them to you. Yeah. And it's like 20 years on this and this many books and wrote the textbook and was influential here and influential there. And kind of there was a consensus that this person is is the kind of cut from the cloth that would make a great justice with notable exceptions like Souter and bush recommended harriet myers who was a hack but these have always been looked down upon Mm -hmm. it's not like this was it's one of those examples where just because you can prove that somebody did it in the past that's not exactly an argument to do it again right Mm -hmm. so judge jackson and Wikipedia says has not yet written a body of appeals court opinions expressing a legal philosophy having joined the u.s court of appeals for the district of columbia only last summer uh, and it goes on. And I'm like, this is really, this is tough to swallow. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's that's a pretty, and and she's the front runner,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and that's that's uh, that's a lot to to. That's a big bending of qualifications, I think. Mm-hmm. And I make one more point. And I'll let you speak for all the time. And I also don't know which way it cuts. So, for instance, take the example of tr- of getting rid of the. um, Entrance exams for for the best high schools for the like Bronx Science and those high schools in the city. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons I've been against it, and I think you too, is because well, if you just let in a whole big number of minorities, you just make the whole problem disappear. Like you can just camouflage the entire horrible problem with education in this city by just bringing in fourteen or thirty percent black kids and saying we got no problem here. So in in some sense if we just fill the Supreme Court and all analogous positions all through the country, like from now on, we're just going to make sure that 14% of everything that's important is black. Mm -hmm. It will camouflage the fact that there really is a shortage of people that actually have the qualifications that there really is a shortage of black women who can go toe to toe with the rest of uh, people in the country. And that's a national shame.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. And, it, we can, you know, it's not the end of the world to say, you know what? We need to focus on that because why don't we have that? Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know.
4: Yeah, so I think one thing I'm thinking about is the pipeline issue, which is how many, in this case, black women are there in the pipeline with the qualifications to have that spot. And it looks like based on Katanji Jackson being the front runner, that there must not be that many, yeah, and that's surprising to me because, and you know, my gut sense is that there would be um, enough by now, by this moment in history, that you wouldn't have to go, you wouldn't have to lower standards to to find one. Um, and my sense of that is was just based on I don't know, you know, like my sister's a black woman that went to Yale Law School. She's extremely smart. I I you know but she's also like 35 right she's smart enough probably i i would think to be a supreme court justice but even if she had taken that route she wouldn't be probably wouldn't be qualified for another 30 years just based on it's a uh, you know th- i think there's a time lag between how much racial progress we've made in terms of black people going to college going to law school etc and enough of enough black people having the qualifications to be Supreme Court. So there, it could look like there's a lot of progress when you look at 35 year olds, but they still need that 20 30 years of career to technically have the qualifications. So I imagine in 20 years with with the rate at which black women are going to college enrolling in in law school and, and so forth, I think this this actually might be a, a problem that um, that time will, will solve with with the pipeline issue. Like like if it's 1970 there's just a lot of a lot of places where there are not enough educated black people to fill certain spots, right? And now there there's a, a lot of places where that's no longer no longer the case because there are enough people in the pipeline for certain things, but this might be kind of the last the last thing to go. <laughs>
0: So but so you're suggesting until we get there, until the date arrives where there's a sufficient number of qualified black women, then we should not hire a black
4: woman. Is that your So yeah, I mean I, I think that would make what would make sense is to have some is to respect the trade off between competence and merit and and diversity and, and the pipeline issues, right? It's like you go too fast, you end up with a lot of unqualified people in positions. Um, which which can end up damaging the cause, right?
2: So I like another another thing Wikipedia says, and maybe this is not a fair assessment. It says, as a judge, she is known more for being detailed and thorough, sometimes to a fault, than for her crisp and succinct rulings.
4: That's what they said in the Times too. Yeah. Yeah. So, and 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 the Times said she had she had one sentence that was like an eighty word run on sentence or something, yeah, yeah. which was. They didn't use the word run-on sentence. 84-word sentence. Right. I
2: guess this was close sentence. from the time. I
1: find it very difficult to believe that there are no qualified black women to be Supreme Court. Well, qualified and, up right. and the
0: most qualified are two separate okay. questions.
1: Well, I mean, qualified enough.
2: Like yeah, well, I, 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 See, that's the thing. Qualified enough, it's—
1: I find that really, really difficult <coughs> to wrap my head around. See, mm-hmm. if,
2: if, see, if Biden hadn't said what he said, then we wouldn't even have to get into this qualified enough. It would just kind mm-hmm. of all disappear. But now he's kind of forcing us to say, OK, well, let's look at, let's look at this. And, you know, um, like I said, if you Google these various justices and then compare what their qualifications were, before they were appointed on the court, there is a stark difference. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, maybe she's not the one. I don't but she, know. She's but,
4: apparently the front-runner. So, so so maybe she
1: is, but they're probably... What like.
4: Ab- what about her in 10 years? Yeah, her, maybe, her with maybe. 10 years of writing decisions under her belt? So, I mean, she would look much more qualified if they could point to a 10-year history of her her writing decisions on, on a, a federal court, right? Yeah.
2: By the way, why? and another thing that occurred to me is Obama... Um, you know, his last nominee was Merrick Garland, the one that didn't get actually uh, mm-hmm. voted on. Mm-hmm. But um, do you think that he was reluctant to appoint a black justice because it would look too like
4: parochial or mm. or? Well, he was definitely definitely very sensitive to that kind of stuff. Yeah, to not not like needlessly not giving fuel to Fox News <laughs> essentially yeah, I don't blame maybe him. to a fault maybe can I,
0: can I just uh, jump in with this issue of having this court look like America
3: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know then that comes the question then becomes well what does America look like? Uh, America also has uh, has uh, people from India. America also has Muslims. <clears throat> America also has Asians. So how much do we want to then, you know mm-hmm. have one from column A one from column B? Mm-hmm. Um, and in a, in, a, in a healthy society, it it prob- in an ideal healthy society, just as and I think uh, Coleman, you might have, I think you've written about this very point. We don't ask how many redheads are on the Supreme Court or how many people mm-hmm. of Swedish descent are on the Supreme Court because it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. In a healthy society, it shouldn't matter how many black or white people are on the Supreme Court either. I don't think.
4: Yeah, I mean, in a in a well, so I think there are there are times when authority and legitimacy. Require some degree of diversity. So, like a police force, for instance, it becomes problematic even if they're great cops. It becomes problematic if, like, every cop in a neighborhood is white policing a, a and they're not black getting yeah, yeah and it's a shame that it becomes a problem because uh, you know people get impugned for racism if they're not racist. Sometimes um, there's like a lack of trust where there could be trust, but the uh, th- there are there are times when diversity matters more because legitimacy can depend on it. And uh, you could argue the Supreme Court may be one of those cases. I think in general, like the makeup of the politicians of the country is definitely, you know, if the, if the Senate is 100 percent white, that becomes it becomes very difficult to hold legitimacy in a multiracial country. Every time every time you touch the stand, it makes a noise. Oh,
1: it's insane to like even consider that it should be like all straight white men. No, like, of course I, not, and
2: and also obviously, if the court is going to be dealing with issues that touch uniquely on the black population, mm-hmm.
1: for sure. Then, not of just, course,
4: you want to have black people. You can't have nine justices it, rule on affirmative action. But You want to have someone it, who, who gets it I mean, from inside
2: insane. the
1: skin right. perspective.
4: Like,
0: well, so then you're saying that 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 color is part and parcel of merit because to have. To be able to appropriately judge a situation, you have to have lived it, and so that therefore, color becomes an element of merit.
1: That's not what I said.
0: No, I'm asking Noam if that's what he uh, said. To be able to appropriately
2: judge it, you have to have lived
0: it. You said you said you want people that have that can make appropriate judgments because they can get in the skin.
2: Of, Look, of, like I have all all kinds of thoughts about the Arab Israeli conflict, right? But um, but I speak to like Mustafa, our, our Palestinian friend, who's uh, Arab Israeli. Obviously he has an understanding of it on the ground that I'm an idiot if I don't spend a lot of time listening to that. Maybe it doesn't change my opinion. Maybe it does. But my opinion is shallow without having spoken extensively to somebody who, who has 1st experience uh, with it. So so if, if the Supreme Court is, is, is deciding issues that directly affect black America, of course there has to be black Americans in that consideration now do they have to be on the court? could it not just be the lawyers? I don't know mm-hmm. I mean you can say but it you know but it looks way better if it's somebody on the court. I think uh, you know.
1: There should be a trans person on the court. There should be a woman on the court. There should be. Well,
0: what about? But there's there's only nine people (laughs) on the damn court.
1: Okay, so they don't all have to be straight white men who like. But you're saying you got to have one of every single uh, minority.
2: But you see, when she when she talks this way, this is why I lose confidence. Like, (laughs) there has to be a trans woman on the court. There should be a trans person. Why? Why not? No, I'm not against it. Okay. Why well, what about it? Why not? is a totally different question. But why not would be bigotry. Why does there have to be one? That's a be- totally different question.
1: Because I'm sure that there is somebody who is just as qualified as one of these straight white guys in their fucking sixties that's okay. been holding this position for a hundred years. So
2: now we get down to what
4: was what Eugene Volokh wrote about. Do you want wanna say something? No, I was just saying but like the, the if we're already struggling somewhat to find a black woman, which is 7% of the population, and maybe that's where you're going, Yeah, trans is, numbers I see are usually 1% or less. I
1: don't know. Right? We're struggling. I don't know. Are we struggling? Or did they just pick somebody that is perhaps not the most qualified according to what, like, maybe mm-hmm. there are a bunch of other women. I would argue okay. that Look, there probably this are. The this is
2: the thing. And Coleman probably knows that, you know, way better than I do, the stats when there have been some cases about affirmative action in law school, I think it was in Michigan or something like that, mm-hmm. the, the stats that came out about the actual scores and the number of people who were, were horrifying.
4: Like they're, the, yeah, they're worse at law schools than almost any other, um, yeah. any other part of higher education or grad education.
2: Yeah, and in, then, in terms
4: of not as many black people doing well on these tests and getting into schools.
2: And then the, that's th- been true.:
4: And then the hottest prospects
2: out of law school. Don't necessarily take jobs in the intellectual fields of the law. Right. They 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 go to make money. high <laughs> yeah, high paying jobs. So to say that there's not uh, brilliant young black female lawyers or or not young but brilliant female lawyers is not to say that they don't exist, but they're a hot commodity and they get a lot of money thrown at them by firms who will need to you know who want their diversity and blah 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 and they make them offers they can't refuse. So you know there's a certain number that are left on the bench. And as and as and there is a time delay because these are recent. This happened more recently in history, and usually these people are seasoned. So so you could get down to a a small number, and the and they're seven percent of the population, but they may not be seven percent of the pool. Mm-hmm. And to look at so like so somebody wrote an article about the seven percent, Eugene Volok. You can look it up, but even he shied away from it. So if you look at it in the opposite direction, let's say you're talking about the NBA, and I said we're going to choose. Uh, this team, from 93% of the population. You say, well, from 93% of the population, there's no there's no goddamn way you're not gonna be able to field a world-class champion team if you have 90, you can pick anybody you want from 93% of the population. Oh, I didn't tell you, the 7% we're not gonna choose from are black Americans. <laughs> black men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, holy shit. Even with ninety-three percent, you're never you're never gonna win. Like mm-hmm. so, the pool does matter, and this is reverse. You're, we're gonna choose somebody from the seven percent, right? Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking about it that way, yeah, it can be. It can be that it's hard to find the very, very best when a limited pool.
4: Yeah, I think there there are so many ways in which the the pipeline issue becomes worse here because, like, I I have, and this is why my gut assumption is was the same as yours, Periel, which is like there must be so many. I mean, like, there must be many black women to choose from that are smart enough to do this, qualified enough to do this, right. went to Ivy League law schools enough to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you when you winnow it down by all these criteria, like, they had to have foregone the $500,000 jobs and uh, chosen basically this public service profession, mm-hmm. which already, like, right there, that's a lot of people out. Um, and not only, and this is why I asked about Ketanji Jackson. It's like, she might be the perfect candidate or totally qualified candidate in 10 years. So it's like, you know, do have all the qualifications, but you also need to have 10 or 15 years of writing decisions in a federal court under your belt in order to look as qualified as the other justices on the court. It's like, maybe there are a lot of black women that are 15 years away from looking like the same level of qualified as the average justice. Um, that's, that seems a very plausible situation to me.
2: And and then the final issue, and then we'll move on to Whoopi, that, uh, I think about is the kind of the, uh, Lucy and Charlie Brown trying to, you know, do you know, Charlie Brown tries to kick the football and Lucy lifts it? Do you know this? Mm. Well, do you know it's Periel?
1: I don't know. I don't know what you are going to say. You not know
2: Charlie Brown and Lucy. Charlie yeah, Brown yeah, and she is. always lifts it up, and he and always he falls by. And she always promises. Like, I mean, I don't know if the physics is, <laughs> is supports that, but that's what's the cartoon. That I we always think that well, if we do this and we do the right thing and we show that America is not the racist cesspool that we say it is, and we elevate it, that we'll get some credit for it. Amongst ourselves, that that and and what I've found already, over we've all found, is that it doesn't matter. They will put a black woman on the Supreme Court, and it will be like it never happened. They or will the, call the,
4: America 100 percent as racist as it was the day next before. day. Will be can you believe there's only one black woman on the Supreme well,
1: Court? Well, I know you said there's Th- only that, nine, that bothers me. But maybe there's maybe if you put a black trans person yeah. in the position. <laughs> but, but
2: but but don't get me wrong. I mean that's I'm 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 putting them out all out there. I'll be very happy if there's a black woman on the Supreme Court. Does that make it the right thing to do? do can, I, can I totally justify it with logic? It's an end justifies the means thing, I guess, you know. But I hope right. that the ends is actually significant because if the ends don't actually prove to be significant mm-hmm. and we just end up um, uh, uh, instilling this kind of routine racial quota system for everything that we do. It will be counterproductive. I mean, we have a black woman on the Supreme Court. What happens when she retires? Does it have to be replaced by another black woman on the Supreme Court? The logic would dictate yes.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? I mean, it is, there's there's as, as we've seen many times in history, it seems okay at the time, but then it accretes and it expands, and 50 years later you say, oh, you know what? The naysayers were right. Look look at the situation we're in now. Everything is by race. Everything is a quota.
4: So, I mean, we could become like Singapore, which, you know, I, I don't know that much about it, but off a couple articles, they have like almost every block in the city has a quota of, you know, Singaporeans of Indian descent, Singapore, Singaporeans of Chinese descent, Singaporeans of Malay descent. And it's a kind of forced integration to prevent any, um, you know, clustering of ethnicities and segregation, basically. And I think it's, it's, because it's so different culture, culturally, there's no sense of individual freedom as much over there. Um, people are okay with it. Yeah, and, Regu, and
2: Regu, you know Regu? Yeah, yeah.
4: He says it works. Yeah. He's a fan of it. People don't really complain, but they're not Americans. I think they also
1: cane you for chewing gum right. on the street there. So maybe not
4: also the best example of... Also,
2: I don't know if they have a history of subjugation, if they have... Uh, Big disparities in the in the you know qualifications people the scores I don't know I don't know what they're we don't want think about
4: Singapore does right this. Yeah I yeah. don't I don't Yeah
2: so Whoopi Whoopi Okay I'll let Coleman
0: go first on Whoopi well, just br- very very briefly Whoopi had said that the Holocaust was not about ra- race mm-hmm. and she it was about has man's been
4: inhumanity sus- to man
0: she has been yeah. suspended for two weeks from the View that's pretty much the whole story Coleman he also tweeted about that.
4: Okay, so I saw her comments on uh, Colbert and she said, I'm paraphrasing, well, I don't think it was about race, I think it was about ethnicity. It was white people being uh, cruel and genocidal towards a different group of white people. And so that's that's essentially what I meant. And Colbert said, well, you understand they thought of it as race. The Nazis certainly viewed it as a race problem. And it seemed to me, to be maybe just as simple as a semantic issue with Whoopi using the sort of modern American notion of race versus ethnicity, wherein J- Jews would be considered a, a, an ethnicity of white people. Um, and she doesn't understand that actually race was used that way for for a very long time, Jewish race, German race, English race, French race. Um, do you think it was deeper than that? I'm not sure it was deeper than that. I'm, I'm willing to extend the principle of charity to it. And I think maybe people are uh, too quick to to condemn. Well, what, what, what's I mean, even if she was, I think it's totally r- deeper than wrong that. about that. So so she
0: was wrong. I mean, even if, you know, is there any under any interpretation of what she said, can you possibly uh, deduce a re- anti-Semitic sentiment? No, um, I think it's preposterous to to and she and by all accounts is a is a good person no i think i
2: think what you can deduce from it is similar what you can deduce from chappelle's supposedly anti-trans thing it's not about him being anti-trans it's not about Whoopi being anti-jewish it's about both of them being jealous of the their in my opinion their cause Uh, the black cause right and and what and kind of uh wanting to set that off mm-hmm. from, I think Chappelle was bothered by the fact that these other causes are zooming, in his opinion, zooming past the black cause right. in acceptance. And I think somehow whoopi is, it bothers her to identify the mother of all racial crimes as not being against the black people as kind of mm-hmm. against the Jews. Now that is not anti-Semitic at, at, mm-hmm. at all,
4: but, Okay. You know, if, it's if she immature. Sa- it's immature,
2: I mean, if she said it, it's not about race because race isn't an exact term. And as a matter of fact, it's an unprovable term, right? It's not mm-hmm. it's not like an X or Y chromosome race is, you know, it, it is kind of a social construct. Mm-hmm. And if she said it's not about race because they were all white, but it was about eth- bigotry and <laughs> ethnicity, then I think it, the race, the semantics wouldn't matter. But she didn't mm-hmm. say it's not about race. It's about man's inhumanity to man without... Yeah, but that, that, those aren't uh, opposite sides of a coin. Mm-hmm. So could the race thing be about man's inhumanity to man? Mm-hmm. So, and I made this point to you, even if it's not racial, because, for instance, today we use racism to describe a lot of things which might not actually be racism. Like, if, you, if you're prejudiced against Spanish people, they'll say that's racist. And I might say, well, actually, she's Colombian, she's white, but we'll still basically Mm -hmm. say that's racist. So since when did people get so exact with the term racism? But having said that, if your goal is to purify your own race, even if your victims are other white people, how could that not be racist? And nobody can doubt that Hitler's goal was to purify the race. There's no other way to describe that. So... I think they went kind of a little bit down the wrong path by saying, well, she doesn't understand that in Hitler's day, they thought races differently. Mm -hmm. You don't really need to go there. Clearly, his goal was to purify the race. Any talk about purifying the white race, even from other white people, who would not describe that as racism? Mm -hmm. So what then is the
0: appropriate response vis-a-vis whoopee?
2: I think it was the best. First of all, she did a great service to the Jews. It's it, more people are learning about the Holocaust this week. <laughs> no, really, like this is this is why people like like Coleman and me believe so much in free speech. Because actually, even I've had to clarify clarify my views about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Do some reading about it. All of this wouldn't happen if like somebody could have just uh, censored her from saying it to begin with. There's nothing bad that came out of Whoopi saying this. It's the View. It's all good. Suspending her is crazy because people will be totally afraid to say things that are wrong in the future. Why are they suspending her?
4: The other thing is, like on a show like The View, it's so fast-paced that um, you know I I worry about reading too much into her soundbite because she said, right, what did she say exactly? The Holocaust is not about race. But
1: then she doubled down on it. She dug Um, in. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I like Whoopi a lot. I don't think that she's anti-Semitic. I do think that somebody in her position, it's not like Chappelle. This is not like a crafted thing. Like I feel like she has had ample opportunity in her life to learn about the Holocaust. And she is in the exact position where she should know better than to say something like that. That having been said, I don't think she should have been suspended. I think that I completely agree with you. That She, um, I would have preferred to just see her have this conversation on The View for the next two weeks. To have like other intellectuals or historians or people who... Are, I don't think
0: you need two weeks. I think you need two sentences. Well, I don't. They I do Thought don't Jews agree. were a different race, and they tried to kill them. No, what's I, up next? Kim Kardashian. No, I
1: don't, <laughs> I don't. think so. I actually think that with the amount of anti-Semitism, well, you're not going to
2: cure it by talking about the Holocaust. If anything, you encourage these people. Yeah, you're you're not going to cure the anti-Semites by showing them how strong
4: the Jews can control right. Hollywood. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's the other thing. I feel that this is really, you know, suspending her is just a gift to the people that admittedly are unpersuadable and think that the Jews control the world. But um, you know, optically, I don't think that's a very good thing to do. So, why do you think they did it? It wasn't because the right was calling for it.
1: Well, I think they they thought they had to. I mean, why do they always do this shit with cancel culture?
2: You know, well, they I mean, usually cancel in the other direction. I I I mean, is it because- was it a Jew? It was I
0: think it was a non-Jewish executive that canceled. I think a Jewish executive would have been like, let's shh, let's not let's pretend we don't control everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I I think it was like.
2: Um, I don't know who made that decision, but it was probably somebody that wasn't Jewish. And, uh, and I will say this: people on the right are comparing it to Roseanne Barr's comment. Well, if Roseanne Barr was fired, well, I, mm-hmm. but that is that's not a fair argument. Ro- Roseanne Barr, the one about
4: Valerie Jarrett.
2: Yeah, she she compared Valerie Jarrett to a, 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 a character Funky. from Planet of the Apes. Yeah, that was mocking a woman for. Well, I mean, Roseanne denies it, but it, at least it, it it appeared to be mocking
4: a woman for her skin color. That's that is not what Whoopi was doing. I th- so the thing about the the Roseanne bar, you know, when I looked up Valerie Jarrett uh, at the time, I didn't I didn't think she was black when I saw a picture of her. That's what Roseanne said. and that's what Roseanne says. And <laughs> and genuinely independent of that, I had not thought she was black when I had first seen a picture of her. So I mean, either that's just a really good lie. Or it's, I can extend the principle of charity and say she didn't know that this woman identified as black.
2: Yeah, it, it could be true that she was treated, that, that she actually didn't know. But the decision was based on the assumption she's bullshitting, she had right. to know. And you can't do that. That's like a third rail. You just cannot go on TV and say such things mm-hmm. about a black woman. That mm-hmm. But Whoopi was not making fun of the Holocaust.
4: Right. She, she was, she had her own like... I think she thought she was making a profound point. Yeah. And she was confused. So you know, you, you right. uh, Coleman said
0: she, he thinks it was born of uh, it was born of uh, ignorance of history, and you think it was born of of a sort of a a um, jealousy of of a uh, victimhood.
2: I, I I I don't know if I'd put it that way, but I've heard on discussions in the last twenty four hours that apparently what she was repeating was something which has been bubbling up in the intersectional community. Mm-hmm. This kind of uh, way of describing it. the Holocaust. So she right. probably read it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like, it's not that big a deal. I I wouldn't have been angry that she said that. I wasn't angry when I heard it. I was no, like, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's
1: okay to say that. I mean, <coughs> I, so there's this big like. Big... Well, it's yes.
2: The thing is, it is okay to be colossally dumb and wrong about something. It's okay. It's not like you have to be angry at her for being totally wrong. I'm not angry at
1: her. I just think it's, I just think it was really irresponsible. So, so you feel that the,
0: the proper punishment or not would be to have done what, Period.
1: I, I I think that the proper response is to have this conversation,
0: but not to suspend. Women.
1: No, I don't. I don't, I mean, I don't. I, I don't think that that's ever the thing to do. Like, I mean, I don't believe in like cancel culture in that way. I don't. I don't think.
0: Well, it might be the thing to do if she was
2: legitimately and viciously well, sure. anti-Semitic.
1: Sure, sure, yes. So right. I
2: checked out what Ben <laughs> Shapiro had to say about it because I figured he'd be a good thing. So he had a great headline. His headline was, Whoopi Goldberg thinks everything is, everyone is racist except for Hitler. <laughs> I don't, he couldn't have written that himself because he has no sense of humor. Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> thinks everyone is racist except for Hitler. But he said he thinks that she should be suspended. And his reasoning is, now. and there's a logic to his reasoning. I don't agree with him in the end. He said, listen, this is, this is mutual assured destruction. The only way to get them to stop this is to have it happen to their own. Mm. And he said if if we just let this go, it 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 won't uh, come to a stop. But if if people if we demand that their side get fired also, then all of a sudden they'll start, they'll just St- everybody would just kind of stand down. I don't like. This, well, there is like, logic to this. There is a logic. I don't well, like it's, it's this, the like, logic of war. not. It's yeah, the logic it's, of actual war.
1: I don't like that. I don't like this. Like their side, our side, tit for tat. Like I don't. I don't. I don't think that it's about that. Like it's not like it's okay for this, but it's not okay for that. I mean, I just find that like very anti-intellectual.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and listen, and 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 we should have also mentioned this. I don't know 100% that this is true, but I think it's true that Whoopi Goldberg has not been standing against the side of people who were canceling people. So when uh, McNeil at the Times got fired because he repeated the N word, mm-hmm. uh, quoting it in a, in a you know, situ- not wielding it, to use McWhorter's term but where somebody asked him the question using the word and he Mm repeated Whoopi was not out there saying, no, no, we shouldn't fire people for things like this, even if they didn't mean it. We need to go by intentions and blah, blah, blah. She seems to have been pretty comfortable with people getting, having their lives, having their careers ended for slips of the tongue, for statements that they made, which were insensitive and hurtful, but actually (laughs) were not the way— they really felt she's not out there defending Ilya Shapiro because mm-hmm. he said lesser black woman when everybody knows he meant lesser qualified mm-hmm. black women. So it's a little chutzpah, is a Jewish term.
1: Well, so there's this, which is um, on this big Instagram. But,
2: can, can I say what, yeah, but, yeah. but the reason the reason I think that Ben Shapiro is wrong, or at least the reason it doesn't sit right with me, is because two wrongs don't make a right. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's just that like it's it's if it's wrong to fire people for this stuff. Then I think that's the position we have to have. And hopefully the fact that we say it's we don't want her fired will make them hold her, their fire the next. Hopefully.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's this like outrage that she said that. Like I think that's the part that's actually important, right? That I mean, it should be an out it is an outrageous thing to say. So there, there's this big um, Instagram account called JewBelong.com Jew. Yeah, Jew. And they put. You can't always see race. Just ask the six million Jewish ghosts. Anything. I like I that. Really I, mean, I, have nothing, I have nothing to add. You guys don't get it. No. Yeah, I we get it. it. You, you, you I
0: don't get it. it.
1: You're saying you saying. Believe it?
0: in ghosts. She's <laughs> saying that <laughs> six million Jews died. That that they had they that they looked apparently just right. like your average German, which they did not. By and
2: large, <laughs> well, oh, that's why. She, well, first of all, they don't—they don't—they don't look like they're average Germans. Right? Uh, j- j- they're probably identifiable, but also, I mean, racism—like, what's uh, the, gonna, the one drop rule? Right? You're going to tell me Jeff Goldblum looks like Rucker Hauer? <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, a lot of racism has has um, been about finding out. That you were mixed in some way, even though we couldn't tell by looking at you. Nobody ever said that wasn't racism. It's says, mm-hmm. you know, your essence, you have some black blood in you. You have some Jewish blood in you. It's not just that you're identifiable.
1: I mean, the KKK and all the white supremacists certainly consider Jews another race.
2: I meant to look up actually what a race is. Is there a scientific definition of race? No, I think not it's well, really. in
1: large part a social construct. But Jews are considered and always have been considered at the top of the list of, you know, people to cleanse well, well, out Why are of. we
0: so uh, right. so preoccupied if, about what word we use? Yeah. I mean, whether there's I such mean, a thing as race or not, there is such a thing as Jews. There is such a thing as black people. There right. is such a thing as Asians. Whatever
2: word we want to use to 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 make those distinctions doesn't seem to be highly important. But that's that's what I I sense, and I could be wrong. I sense that she was almost she was purposely not willing to even admit this was bigotry. That it was mm. you know like she just, like it was man's inhumanity to man, which is such a, a nebulous explanation. Like
4: how, yeah, the how, more you talk about, I mean, so this thing of intersectionality not wanting to recognize the historical oppression of Jews is an extremely real thing because. Um, it's just, I think it's, it's really upsetting and an embarrassment to the intersectional worldview that, uh, Hitler tried to exterminate the Jews, um, that there's no worse crime than genocide. There's, it's, it's hard, I mean, it's hard to imagine how the Jews could have been, um, more discriminated against than they were in the, in the, not just in the 20th century, 20th century, but before they have all of the historical oppression you could possibly uh, not wish upon a group and yet are extremely successful by uh, all the typical metrics of success. And that's an embarrassment to the the simple formula that historical oppression necessarily means that's the only reason why a group such as black people are, below various metrics of success it's it's a it's a huge threat to not that touching narrative. that with a 10-foot pole it's a it's a it's a threat and i think that's the way they resolve that is by trying to subtly uh minimize the uh reality of of jewish oppression i mean go on to any campus in any of these anti-racism classes at, at like at like an elite campus and as a Jewish person try to sort of like make common cause with black racism. And a a lot of the professors are gonna kind of artfully tell you why it's not quite the same, why, you know. There's sort of coded ways of doing it, but it amounts to a, a very kind of polite denial that you count as a historically oppressed group for the purposes of the intersectional philosophy. Yeah. I think that's that's
2: kind of what's behind that,
4: but and I didn't realize I I wasn't thinking about, of that when I when I listened to her comments that she might be influenced by inter- intersectionality. But now you think it's true? Yeah, I, I didn't. I think It's that, very plausible. I, I didn't
0: think that either. I just thought she was just ignorant of the history. But may but you may be onto something.
2: It was just weird the way she says "man's inhumanity to man." It's
4: like you know what I was thinking of. What I was thinking of is there is. Um, this is my wife calling. Does she know? Do you do you understand? I'm doing a radio show right now. Hello?
2: I'm on I'm on the radio. You're on the air. We have Juanita oh, uh, from Westchester uh, with us. That's my son. Uh, Benny, I gotta I gotta call you back later.
4: Okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> sweet boy, sweet boy. So okay, so there's this contingent in the black community of Louis Farrakhan, anti-Semitism, right? Nick Cannon, um, a lot of people. <laughs> uh and so I was wondering, is what Whoopi's saying coming from that kind of a point of view? And it didn't seem to me to be coming from that point of view. No, and I so don't think so. So I gave so. her, I gave her, and I and I figured maybe people are stereotyping her as like, okay, this is another Farrakhan type anti semite. I mean, and, her last
1: name is Goldberg,
4: right? <laughs> but that's like why I figured if it's not that, then I'm just going to interpret it chari- charitably as a semantic confusion over race and ethnicity, but. But it it would make more sense that it comes I'm happy to
1: be charitable. I really am. But I still think that the intention consider the intention, but it's still a really like dangerous thing to put out in front of like, I don't know how many tens of millions of people watch The View. I'm happy I'm not happy for something bad to happen to Whoopi Goldberg. I'm I'm really not. So
2: let me ask you a question from the Jewish point of view, what's best for the Jews? Do you think it's Better that this happened or worse? I think it's better. Yeah, I agree.
1: I think it's I think it's better that it happened, especially because Whoopi genuinely seems <laughs> to be like shit like I kind of fucked up and like I'm
2: willing to sort of understand oh really that's what she seemed like seemed to be like she had a gun to her head yeah. <laughs> she didn't well, even seemed like she was resenting having to give that apology I me. agree I don't know well, <laughs> I mean, but she rushed through if it I'm
1: be- I mean listen you know if I want to give her the benefit of the d- if we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt then let's give her the benefit yeah, ho- 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 hopefully not like, she was under a lot of stress yeah it sucks I mean I don't th- like I said in the beginning I don't think Whoopi Goldberg is an anti semite by like any stretch of the imagination. <coughs> that having been said, I don't think
2: you can go on national television and say shit like that. I think one of the things that Coleman and I have in common is that I actually like people who say these, you know, what you would call horrible things. I actually want to talk to them. I have no like animosity toward them. I, I, I wish I could talk to them more. I wish I could have them on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not angry at Whoopi at all. She's she's misguided, and that's interesting to me. Like it's ten times more interesting, a thousand times more interesting than having somebody yap on about stuff. We all, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah no, the Jews. I, I, we, 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 the Holocaust was terrible.
1: I get that, but I think that there's something that <laughs> yes, happens in the real world with anti-Semitism that's really frightening. What what
0: is the potential danger of of, of Whoopi's point of view being accepted? It wasn't about race. What, what? How is that dangerous? Is it dangerous? Well, yeah. How would that be dangerous? It's, it's wrong. It's historically uh, absolutely ridiculous.
2: No, but- this, it's not dangerous on its face, right? As long as, I mean, she could have just said it's not racism. It's anti-Semitism. I don't think they're the same thing. I, I don't. They're usually not exactly the same thing. The, the words get used sometimes interchangeably, but. I, I
1: think the problem. We have a word
2: for it. It's anti-Semitism.
1: Yeah, but I think the problem is, is that there are like real life synagogues being burned down. But how, how, does this, how does
0: this, how does the Holocaust not being about race going to aggravate that problem?
1: Well, because it it is about race. Yeah, but how, how, how does that Exactly misconce- what Hitler said.
0: But I don't understand how that misconception would make it worse.
2: You know what I'm saying? I mean... The misconception that would make it worse is if she's trying to, and it seemed like she was, trying to... Deny that there's anything singular about the Holocaust. It's not about racism. That's fine, but it is about something very distinct with thousands of years history, which is hatred of Jews specifically. Um, whatever word you want to call that, nobody describes it as. No, that's just man's inhumanity to man. Right. Not, it,
4: man's inhumanity to man would be like World War One. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, homelessness. Uh, sh- yeah, sh- you know, shootings in this city. That's man in, in humanity to man, and that that's too generic a problem to describe. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, but I mean, to answer your question, though, I'm not sure what the imminent danger is. You know, it's like, um, but it's just you know one species of wrongness that's, and that's enough um, for it to matter, I think.
2: Oh, okay, so before we go, I even mean, this podcast is way long. We can cut it down for the radio. I do have to do a spot. What time? Eight thirty-five. Okay. What about Rogan? Any comments on the Neil Young, Joe Rogan <laughs> thing? And how come you haven't yeah. been on Rogan yet? I would love I, to I go
0: gotta, on. That, I gotta figure out. Know. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Robert Kelly. Yeah, I'm sure he'd love to have you on. Yeah, I mean, I can't um, imagine he would. He would. He would say no. He follows me on Twitter. But,
4: well. um, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm really proud of Spotify. I'm happy that Spotify held the line and did not negotiate with terrorists, basically. Yeah. Because like, if 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 you buckle for Neil Young not liking a Joe Rogan episode and, and Joni Mitchell, and you know respect unto their names as musicians for sure. But you're just opening the door to saying, you know, anything some artist doesn't like, we can you know, they're they're standing up for free speech on their own platform, which I think is a really good thing. I think Joe Rogan doesn't always get everything right, but he has a um a uniquely good attitude towards error correcting. He'll he'll be like on his show and he'll be like, I think this and then Josh Depps will be like, no, dude, you're wrong about that. Myocarditis. Let me show you the study. And he'll sometimes change his opinion in real time. Yeah, Don't I you agree. ever see cable news people I do totally that? I
1: totally agree with you, you Coleman, know?
2: 100%. So, I, I, you know, I agree with you. And by the way, for the record, Coleman is a total vaccine lover. He's not one of these vaccine skeptics, and he's not one of these anti-maskers or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. might think that, well, if he's defending Rogan, he must agree with no, these things. No, not at all. But I do have to say— and I don't know what the solution would be. I do think between the stuff that Joe Rogan has been putting out there and the stuff that Tucker Carlson has been putting out there, it has added to the death toll. Yeah, I think I think that too.
1: Well, the solution to that is just to get rid of Tucker Carlson.
2: <laughs> no. Um, and to the extent that this pressures Joe Rogan, as he said it would to have on some top-notch doctors who will take on like there's been a few youtube debunkings of Rogan's guests you you yeah, said one of the really good
4: ones from doctors that aren't boring yeah. that are really willing to engage with it and aren't just like mainstream everything the CDC says is right because the CDC said it these are real independent thinkers that are like nope Robert Malone you're wrong here's why right. he needs to have some of these guys on and the fact that he he he, he can't possibly be unaware of these things mm-hmm.
2: and the fact that he never did uh, reach out to have any of these people on his show, I think you can draw some conclusion from that. It's, However, yeah. if he will in the future do that, then that's great. But I don't want to give him a, a, a total free pass. His manner is um, very winning, and it's tough to see him uh, in a cynical light, as opposed to Tucker Carlson, who's a, right. easy to see as a villain. hmm but there is something about the the drum beating on that show of things which really don't hold up that disturbs me. Mm-hmm. And if Neil Young um, ended up influencing the show to get better in that way, I think it's a pretty good outcome without Spotify buckling, you know right. yeah. So anyway, do we- I'll never get on Rogan now. <laughs> um, I think Rogan would do well to
0: have you on, but he certainly is gonna I would certainly have on. Yeah, Coleman, you about, know. Yeah. Um, in any case, um, should we wrap it up? Because I do have a spot, or you guys can certainly continue.
2: Yeah, we should wrap it up. Discuss, else?
0: I thought that was a really, really good discussion. Uh, oh, got, I think you you'd be hard-pressed king. to find a better discussion <laughs> about the particular issues that we discussed. Thank you, Coleman News. Thanks for uh, blasphemy on, on YouTube. I don't know. It's up to you know quite a few views by now.
1: How many? I think
4: like 120,000.
1: Amazing. Something like that.
0: And also uh, Coleman's podcast, Conversation with Coleman. Conversation with Coleman. Oh, we should have started. Did you, did you start that at the beginning? Yeah, I did. I mentioned it at the beginning. And every Monday night, you can see him here. Well, not oh, every Monday I, night, but many, what... on many Monday nights, you can see him playing trombone here at the Olive Tree Cafe.
2: So I don't know if it's because I don't subscribe. I think I do subscribe, but, mm-hmm. but I usually listen to podcasts on Spotify in my car. And as a subscriber, you can't, you can't get the episodes in real time, even if you subscribe. That's a terrible, that's a Wait. flaw in Spotify. You subscribe on Spotify. I subscribe to Spotify, but I get your episodes like two weeks later, whatever it is, because I'm not a member of Conversations with Coleman through my website. Yeah, I have to. Go. So, but my my car doesn't allow me to listen to your website. Okay, go, Dan. But anyway, oh, okay. so, so right now, I see, the, I see.
1: that was riveting for the no, show. no.
2: I was just, it was a setup. So right now, there's a, an episode which is kind of old, where Coleman gives his year end rundown and what he got right and what he got wrong, oh. and it's a really really good. Episode. Oh, I'm glad I I liked uh, it. uh,
1: uh, I would love to do that with you. Yeah.
2: But (laughs) so, but (laughs) Coleman and I disagreed, and Coleman turned out to be right. Uh, uh, Coleman endorsed uh, Biden strongly. He did an episode endorsing Biden strongly. And I definitely didn't endorse Trump, but I was very ambivalent about. About the the horrible choice, because it was so important for me to see an end to this wokeness and political correctness and cancel culture and all that. I thought that Trump was going to concede when he lost. Yes. Um, Which, by the way, if he had conceded like a gentleman, he'd be a shoo-in now for the Republican Mm -hmm. nomination and for 2024. But he didn't. And it's pretty much disqualifying, I think, for Trump. Do you
1: remember that I called that? Yeah,
2: everybody called it but me. I, I just thought he'll 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 hem and haw for a week or two, and then he'll concede because what could he possibly gain by not conceding? But I was mm-hmm. totally wrong, totally wrong. I love it when you say that. But I think in retrospect, there was another aspect or argument that I think I was right about, mm-hmm. which is that this uh, cancel woke culture is not going to go away under Biden. It needs a total repudiation at the ballot box. You remember Mm -hmm. me saying that? Mm -hmm. And I think that is... I mean, I think we're seeing it now. I think that is hopefully where we're heading, Mm -hmm. and I think they will really see the ice begin to melt after they have, kind of like what the Labor Party went through in England. Yeah. They just need to get... I think Americans have had it up to here with this stuff. You Mm -hmm. have people who are totally sympathetic with trans movement like me like totally sympathetic we're sympathetic to this 20 years ago but are afraid to say but I kind of think this woman sending all the records in the penn swim team is you know I don't quite think that's fair you're a bigot you're a racist yeah. and you know you can you can think of 10 other examples where people are totally down for the cause but they have to push it one step beyond. You're like, I'm not really, I can't go with you there. And then you're just attacked as a racist or a bigot or whatever. I think Americans have had it up to here with that. They've had it up to here with being afraid to say anything on the job and all this stuff. They've had it up to here with Biden um, being elected as a moderate and just being totally uh, beholden to the left. they had it up to here with vaccines being racialized, with um, antiviral medicines being prioritized by race. COVID relief to businesses being prioritized mm-hmm. by race. I think you're going to... What, you, what do you think about all that?
4: I, was, I, was, I mean, it's it's looking like like Republicans are going to do very well um, later this year. And there's a huge debate among Democratic strategists about whether their strategy is to mobilize their base and fuck, fuck the swing voters, or let's try to win over some swing voters and... I really, you know, I've been paying attention to this and I, I really think the right strategy is to try to win win over swing voters. Of course and I is. think they won't. I think a lot of them won't do it because it's just um, it's a really unsexy position in the Democratic elite to to espouse that, to say, no, actually, sorry, like that, that white guy in Wisconsin who you maybe like don't like that much. You have to win him over. He's winnable. And the, the, there's no path to victory. It's a huge mistake that, no, that no,
1: leaves him totally out. I totally agree with you.
2: Well, and yeah. it's such a no-brainer. First of all, we have—you're a little too young. We have recent history with Dick Morris advising Bill Clinton <clears throat> to move to the center and then mm-hmm. Clinton leaving office as the most popular president probably still in modern times mm-hmm. simply by moving to the center after he was accused of being too far left. But, you know, you, you just imagine a conversation in the Oval Office, okay—, okay President Biden, how did you win the nomination and win the election? Well, I won the nomination because all the moderates voted for me. Kamala, Harris. Kamala, you didn't get any votes, Kamala, mm-hmm. and, and you know. And when everybody raised their hand about decriminalizing um, Ill- illegal immigration, I was the only one who didn't raise my mm-hmm. hand. And it's it's pretty clear and how
4: all all the black people got me elected, and all pretty the... much <laughs> the ones that are supposed to be the reason why you can ignore the white guy in Wisconsin. And they're voting for Joe Biden, Eric Adams. Yeah. That's, that's right. Mike.
2: That's right. And how did Eric exact so um so who do you think you should be worried about? Oh no, no, I'm 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 not gonna try to win the center over. But it, it makes no sense whatsoever.
1: Well, they've been a mess forever. It's why I mean it's how Trump got elected, right? Yes. It's it is. like, what the fuck are what what is the Democratic <laughs> Party doing? Like how come they can't put together an amazing candidate who can actually win. Like, how mm-hmm. is that so difficult? Well, I guess. I,
2: I, Barry Weiss, I think, hit it on the head in a different context. She said that Twitter had become the editor-in-chief of the New York Times. Mm. I think that's or editor. Twitter has become the head of the Democratic Party. They can't see past it. It is an illusion. It is powerful. If you spend an hour on Twitter, mm-hmm.
4: you get a totally distorted view of what's going on. It's what I, I went through. Democratic it. operatives and strategists are really living in that Twitter world yeah. to, to a larger extent than they should be.
1: Who's the guy who we had on the show who's making a documentary <laughs> of, and was saying that like Twitter is so distorted because they take like it's like three percent or something? Mm-hmm. I don't
4: remember.
2: Oh,
1: it was I mean
4: the I, I remember seeing some statistic, it's probably not exact, but something like twenty percent of America is on Twitter and like ninety percent of Tweets are tweeted by like
1: ten yeah, percent yeah, yeah. of yeah. The people on yeah. Twitter,
4: which would make it two percent of America responsible for like ninety percent of the tweets. And it's a totally skewed, That's it's right. not a random sample.
2: That's right. So and this will be the last thing. So the like the classic example to prove that this is a hundred percent true <laughs> beyond any doubt, is the Latinx thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know this, he knows for sure. They polled Latinos mm-hmm. and asked them what how many of them like the term Latinx? And it's like... 4%. Less, I think. 3%. Mm-hmm. You know, a minuscule number. And yet, you will not find a single Democrat who will not use the term Latinx. Every Democratic paper... Every, it's 100% Latinx. How can you explain that in any other way other mm-hmm. than the illusion of a small, tiny group of people overpowering everything. What other example can you imagine where a people, ninety seven percent of a people, say, We don't like that term. We don't like that term. We
1: don't identify like We that. we know we
2: don't like that term. We like that we want to be called this. Mm-hmm. And in the name of social justice <laughs> The white people say, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we hear you, but no. We're not gonna call you that term. <laughs> we hate Jew X. Don't call us Jew X. No, no, I'm sorry. We're we're going to call you Jew It's it's you like, could you even believe that could be true? <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. Anyway, you're you're part Latinx.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm Afro Latinx. <laughs>
2: okay, Nicole, <laughs> wh- what do you think? Are you sleeping? Wake up, Nicole. Hello, what's up? How was the show? Good.
1: It was great. Yeah. I think she we should, always says. I think we should run this in two parts. I think it should be the funny it,
2: part and the serious part. No, <laughs>
1: seriously, but it's an hour and
2: four. No, that's fine minutes. for a podcast. Lou will cut it for the show. We'll do it for yeah.
1: Podcast. And we have to take out um, where he says where he's going and with who and for how long. Like, what is wrong with you? Ha- We've had- I said that? Yeah. What are you talking about? He said he's going on vacation with his family. He said where he's going, the Wait, hotel what, he's staying it? at.
2: Before you came, I said I'm, oh. I'm going to the Bahamas. She's like, how can you tell people where you're going? I think- <laughs>
1: and the hotel and the dates.
4: <laughs> And the room number,
2: Uh, Periel. Can I just tell you that somebody wants to murder me? They know I'm here every night. (laughs) (laughs) Get me a ticket to the Bahamas, (laughs) Muhammad. Get me a ticket to the Bahamas right away. (laughs) (laughs) I know where he's gonna be. (laughs) Nicole, I got a lead on (laughs) Foreman.
1: Nicole, can you also edit out the part where he says Muhammad? That's a a David
2: Tell joke. That's why I said
1: (laughs) (laughs) it. How you? How? What's the matter with you? I think that part of my job is to make sure that you don't get killed in like God knows where because you're just sitting here giving out like personal information. Well, that's easy killed. for you
2: to say from your house on <laughs> road <in> <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, can you <laughs> All right, on that right. note. Good night everybody. Good night. <laughs>